sugar provides the pathways of consumption. Where it goes, energy. Gluconic energy. Fueled by all sucrose. Sugar provides the pathways of consumption. Wow, my voice just fell out. Hey, Mutiny Radio listener, we're going to get started right here with Choose Poetry, Choose Life. High noon, it is the year anniversary of this Zoom poetry extravaganza, and we will be right back with Andy Talbot and Aaron Gannon and me, your host, Pam Benjamin. We get to be a part of Edinburgh Friends Festival this year. Oh my gosh, that's kind of exciting. All right, uh, poetry coming at you real soon.
Mutiny Radio listener, we got poetry. Choose poetry, choose life here. We'll Mutiny Radio, right, they're we'll plugged in. Friend, we're gonna get started. In by Finch, uh, some rainbow and we'll see what else we can get started. We also have like a debut album of uh, Unity Rising Hello, that we can play. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, there's Beth. Hi, Hi. Beth. Oh, hello. Was that me? Hi, Jeff. <laughs> you. I need needed my daughter behind me to remind me to say hello. <laughs> That's why we have kids. Yes, clearly. Everybody's in the house tonight. And just to let everybody know, we are live on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf, so just g- giving you a heads up there, <laughs> you're, you're live. Better watch what I say. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Two people have entered. Silly, Andrew, awesome. We have a packed <laughs> show tonight, guys. Packed, 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 packed. Because it's the year anniversary. What? It's, yeah, it's our year birthday party. So I guess in my capacity as um, fringe person, welcome to Choose Poetry, Choose, or Choose, what is, I, what, CPC? <laughs> choose, choose Life, Choose Poetry, or Choose Poetry, Choose Life it is. Um, and also welcome to the Still at Home Fringe Festival, where CPCL began its life. <clears throat> a little bit over a year ago, but we're using today as our first birthday party. So we're going to do some little tricks and stuff, and we're going to have, we have a musical guest, and um, there's going to be a bit of a dramatic, like, play type thing, and there's going to be some performances and open mic stuff, and you all know that because, you know, because we're on, we're on the open mic stuff, and people have signed up on the list, and they know who they are. So um, I guess... I should say that our rule is don't be a dick. And I'd like to also introduce my co-host, Andy Talbot. Say hi, Woo-hoo! Andy. Hi. <laughs> and also Pam Benjamin. Who's hi, in everybody. I'm in Glasgow. Andy's in Newcastle. And Pam is in San Francisco. And this is going live on Pam's Mutiny Radio, which Woo-hoo! is a radio station that Pam runs from San Francisco. So yeah, welcome everybody to CPCL's first birthday party. Yay! Woohoo! 
Is that what we're going to just call it from now on, CPCL? And then you don't have to remember what the fuck you I mean, I don't know. I just, like, I just, I just started doing it because in, like, just shorthand in my yeah. life, like, you know, use poetry. Can, can someone explain to me the difference between the stay-at-home fringe festival and the still-at-home fringe festival? Is that the... Okay. I will tell you that there's... They're the stay at home fringe and the still at home fringe are the same thing. We just changed the name because we were like, oh my God, we're still at home. Okay. <laughs> but there is a stay at home festival of which we are the fringe. So there, does that make sense? Right. So, but it was like, it was more of a m mainstream event, let's say. So. Um, okay, so I guess, having done all that, taking care of business, um, we are going to first do stomach phrases, which I know we all love doing. So get out your pens and your pieces of paper, and I have to, while we do that, I have to go look up the pictures that Andy sent. <laughs> <laughs> in order to download them to share my screen <laughs> so we can do ekphrasis. And to remind the listeners what ekphrasis is, it's creating a poem based off a piece of art. So in this case, we're using Andy Talbot's awesome photography. And, and then it's fun to read them to see what happens um, when everyone's looking at the same object too. And then they create a piece of art, hearing them all together. It's just it's fun, a lot of fun. Yay, word games. Exactly. Okay. Oh my God, that's so weird. I'm totally doing that one. <laughs> okay. And the other three I've sent, so I, that could be any of them. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for some McFrasis people? Mm -hmm. I'm going to share my screen. And here is our McFrasis. And I'm going to turn Spotify right on. <laughs> Can everybody see that? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to put on my Spotify so we get a little Wait, music. What is that a picture of? And we're going to take 10 minutes. It looks, it, looks like, it looks like moldy bread. Am I seeing it wrong? Do I need to put on my glasses? Is it underwater? It's, it's cake. <laughs> oh, it's, it's cake. It's cake. So somebody needs to, somebody needs to describe the uh, picture it's for the listeners cake. at home. Oh, um, okay, so it is a, a left hand of, of some unknown individual um, with pink nail varnish uh, with cake between the palms. Oh, oh. I see what's happening. see the tattoo on the wrist? Wow. Yeah. I um, see. Now I see what, now I could absolutely, wow. Rat. And what flavor oh. cake is it exactly? <laughs> It looks like What's a Victoria sponge. It? Yeah, it looks I'll like I'll be honest, definitely... I actually never got around to tasting it. Um, I was a little <laughs> preoccupied. Um, but yeah, I I'll explain everything about it after, actually. Cool. Right, so on the Mutiny Radio side, we're going to play a CD just because it's, it, it comes through uh, more clearly for our listeners. But we'll be back in 10 minutes with a bunch of great poetry.
can do mine. Sharing time. <laughs> we're back, baby. I can do one. And we're back. I love mine. I'm so happy. <laughs> okay, so we got John and Christine and then Pam. I could go. And Who's so back? will I when there's a place. Uh, okay. yeah. Christine, Pam, Jeff. It's, it's, Who else said? Uh, me, David. David, okay. With screen sharing, I can only see so many people at once. My heart is broken again, so poetry is just flowing. Oh no, Pam. I know. It's just every time it just it just keeps happening. It's been it's been a year and a half. It's the same my heart just every time it just doesn't get stronger. <laughs> That's a sign of eternal youth. Oh good. Yeah. How about it's a sign of I should stop chasing men half my age. <laughs> oh, I thought it was radio that broke your heart. Oh no, 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 no. That stuff's all good. Comedy's good. Poetry's good. No, no, it's, it's video. That... So, Pam, just a suggestion. You should start changing, chasing men twice your age. Ha, 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 ha. You knew that was coming. See, the problem <laughs> is I'm too, I, I can't chase them. They're too slow. Oh, well. There's no, there's no chasing. <laughs> I'd just be running away. <laughs> all right, John, go ahead and read your poem. Okay, so I call mine a fistful of cake. <laughs> Ennio Morricone's mournful score plays as the camera narrows on the gunslinger's eyes. Eastwood, Lee Van Cleef, Eli Wallach. Hands tremble near leather holsters, packed with demon food cake. Christine? <laughs> Mine's just a little bit of fun. It's got no title. A fistful of cake, ripe and ready to smooch on your face. I'll lick it clean, then I'll suck your fingers until you scream. That's it. Sexy poem. <laughs> Sexy poem. Okay, Pam, you're All up. All right. You've squeezed me for the last time. Never again happened four times last week. Everyone likes cake, but without frosting, it's just a muffin. Your sugar ruined me. There is no substance. I'm so hungry. Let them eat cake. Every time my heart breaks, I can't bake a new one. Inedible crumbs, what is left of me? My raspberry veins and sticky nothing. Just another mess to clean up. Yay! Bitter love poems about Fistful's cake! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next we have Jeff. All right, um, let me see, I am unmuted. And so I'm giving this the title of Seconds. Can you see me? Because I can't see myself. Mm -hmm. I can see you. 
Okay, but that's what it's all about. I thought that was the start of the poem there. <laughs> it could be, because actually, you're, you're intuitive. I see you in there, and it must be this I touch you with. Does it take two to feel? In German, you know, they call a mass ein mess. So I can worship with this as I wordship and listen to the rips and rafts of sax and sex, the inside and the outside, the what made me and feeds me and fucks me and wipes me after. And my heartbeat and my breathing are the rhythm section waiting out the other, waiting for their own solos. Oh, do not make another other of me. I'm wanting you and me in every measure, sounding and hearing together the harmony consensual. Thank you. I fucking love that. <laughs> Anybody else want to go? I have one. Okay, uh, hi. Hi. <laughs> I have, um, I didn't title it. You can tell me as often as you like that I need to be something you can respect. Can me all the advice you want about what should go into this body and this life. Can make all your declarations about my decisions. Believe anything you want about this hand, this mouth, these hips, this belly, this brilliant shade of pink, this skin, this ink. But it's a little hard to argue just now over the sight, the scent, the texture of crushed cake and the strong fist. I only wonder, should I put it in your face or save it for mine? <laughs> Can I go? I've got one. <laughs> Generalissimo, let's go. Uh, well, who said who said I've got one? Let them go first. Oh no, you, you go first. I can go after you. Okay. Oh, um, shit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, so I just wrote this right now. I was not baked to be smashed in a face. They should savor my flavor instead, which usually leads to a nicer first wedding night in bed. Ooh. <laughs> okay, and David. Before I... <laughs> when the day rolled round and the living room was full of dust and silence and the candles remained unlit and the hours passed like golden syrup dripping down the counter, she screamed, of course, let her frustration bounce around the beige walls then pushed her fingers into the fondant, sunk her hands into the crumb of the cake she had spent hours making, destroyed it from the inside out, then went up to bed, floating two inches above the stained carpet. Mm. Wow. wow, this is crazy. I feel like there's not really as much repetitive as, like a lot of times when we do this, like it's, it's, not, in a it's not in a bad way, but it's so, Interesting to see the word that everybody, that people, the synchronicity that people come up with the same words. But in this case, I feel like that's not happening as much as it does before. I don't know. Do you think I'm, do you think I'm, do you think I'm screwed, Pam? No, I think or every single like poem is like totally different. One of them had the spoken <laughs> word feel, minds in couplets. Like right. some of them are like liking cake. There's a lot of sexy cake, but it's all, every single one of them is totally different. I'm, I'm totally digging it. That's totally cool. Um, okay. Do we have one more? I can go. Anybody else? I do. Who was that? Maybe. Seth, 
Let's go. <laughs> Sorry, as I, I look up at my screen, my screen, I have Jamie saying, I am sexy cake. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It's a hell of a greeting, mate. <laughs> Scoop cake. First cake out in 18 months. Tastes like fresh air and freedom. Want to squeeze it for the joy of it. The squish of it. The you can't make me choose of it. I paid for this cake and I'll do what I like with it of it. Ooh. Who cares about fingers covered in jam when you're out? And there's cake. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm going to read my kind of lame one because I made it birthday oriented. <laughs> and then we'll move on. This fisted cake isn't for smashing into a bride's face. <clears throat> Dashing her off to a honeymoon in Bali. It's not a gesture of anger, no mood of discontent. It's a year of work in my hand. I wanted to feel all the textures of time, crumbs that distract task lists and cleaning. Signs of movement and production. Sticky raspberry jam in between my fingernails. The people I have not seen linger no matter how much I wash my hands. Raspberry jam. The cream is the hardest part. It dissolves so fast in the heat. You're, you set yourself up for it, victorious. But if you don't move fast, if you hesitate, mm. it slides to your wrist and then it's hard to lick. So hard to lick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stop sharing now. No, Aaron. And we Aaron, shall move. Pardon? Yes. What? I want to buy a Pepperidge Farm coconut cake and melt some raspberry jam and pour it on the slice of cake. Okay, that sounds like a line out of When Harry Met Sally. I don't know. I don't know that 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 that. that, that <laughs> she's having. Not making me as hungry as it's making. <laughs> oh, okay. So our first performer tonight is Aaron, um, sorry. Oh, what's up? What's sorry. up? What's up? Um, yeah, just quickly. Um, I'm going to haul myself out for a little bit. Um, so that photo that I took. Uh, oh that we yeah. Just used, um, so that um, I took that photo. That was my hand. Um, because no one else's hands were available. Um, sadly. Um. But yeah, um, so that is going to be a broadside uh, in response to someone's poem, uh, a woman called Claire. Uh, we've done a, a split zine together. Um, that is my photos and her photos. And we've written poems in response to each of them. Uh, it's, it's this one. Oh, it's wow. called uh, Split Lips. Um, and then that's the, the broadside there. Um, yeah, um, so that comes out on Saturday morning over here. Um, I'll drop like a link in the chat if anyone. Yeah, drop a link in the chat. It's like a there's a Spotify playlist as well. It's like a song that goes with each poem. Um, but yeah, that that's where that's from. Cool, mm. awesome. Okay, so our first performer is Bart Bat, as we know him, and he is going to do a uh, like he's going. We're gonna try. Doing performance poetry on Zoom because that's the way we can roll. So I'm spotlighting you, Bart. Let's go. Cool. You're on. Right. Yeah, this is the this is the request Aaron asked me to do. Um, mm. I got I've got my typewriter now. 
And you got a typewriter ribbon, didn't you? And I got a new typewriter ribbon, yeah. So like the ink will come out nice. Like I'll be able to read it, yeah. So I'm gonna type up a whole poem while I read it out. Um, can you hear it though? Yes. Can you hear that? Last time I had an old, I think I had my old laptop and you couldn't hear me. I can hear the typewriter. Can everybody do a little thumbs up? Yeah, all right, cool. All right. Um, okay, so this poem is called Fool and Begnish. And Begnish is the name of an island that my grandma was born in down in South Kerry. Um, and when, I say, when I say your man, I mean my great granddad. So this is Bull and Begnish. In the old days, Oh shit, what happened? When, is that fine, yeah? Yeah, go ahead, sorry. When my great uncles, were young men, your man brought a bull. To Beganish. Rising early. The next morning. They spotted him. A mile upstream. Adlin his way. To the mainland. He broke out his. Pen at the back. Of the island. Ran down, out through Casey Landon past the seals and came ashore in a cabbage patch. Near Reynard Point. The farmer found him trotting up the lane to his old field. Amazing. How did he know? That he could swim. Okay. Thank you.
Say, Bart, the, uh, the Zoom filtered out the sound of the typewriter. Uh, Jamie suggests that you can uh, enable original sound in the auto settings, be, audio settings be, beside the uh, mic icon if you want that back. So it didn't matter that I was okay. like scurrying cool. around. Maybe, maybe another time if I do start Yeah, no, of course. Um, on, it says turn on original. Sorry. Sounds, like, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. So that must be what happened last time as well. Yeah. Well, it was weird. I could hear the typewriter like for the first five or so strokes after you talked, and then it would fade away. It, it, really it just thinks it's like someone like banging in the background, doesn't it? Yeah. You'll hear, the like... type... <laughs> You'll hear the typewriter as long as there's talking. Zoom, um, it focuses in on the talking. So as long as you're talking, we'll hear the typewriter in the background. As soon as you stop talking, it tries to cancel out the background sound. Right. Gotcha. Uh, that's what it is. Mm. I've got to do a lot of jiggery pokery with my sound to try and get it better as well because of that. Right, totally. Yeah, okay. Did that cancel out? <laughs> you should do a wine poem. You know, pouring wine all the time. Just <laughs> <laughs> chinging on the glasses all the time. <laughs> or a whiskey, actually. Whiskey would be better with you. Whiskey shots. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, weird. Our next poet is Beth Hartley. Woohoo! Oh, that's the moment that I'm trying not to sneeze. Oh no. Why am I hearing? I don't know why. I think, I think if people, people uh, uh, want to find uh, What is happening? <laughs> oh, that, oh, that is, weird. is weird. Okay, so I went in the preferences and I made it adjust for like to suppress background noise as low, but I'll change it to auto and then I'll turn off all the other crap that I turned on and hopefully that'll fix all that. So now, Beth, can you? Hi. Hi. Oh, that's better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Me, me once is bad enough. Like, don't need me in stereo. Crikey. Choose poetry. Choose life. Choose Sunday lunchtime on a garrulous train just to walk down long roads filled with tourists so you can reach the place <sighs> your dark dreams inhabit. Choose a room full, sweaty even in the February chill that you fought through to stand in it, full of waiting eyes, faces that became family. Choose evenings in lockdown, Washing up and waiting, skidding up the stairs, plugging in, anticipating the shiver of words from wherever you are. Choose poetry. Choose to have your mind blown while you worry about what to read. Choose poetry. Choose fidgeting at your world, making sense of everything in phrases sculpted all week long. Choose poetry. Choose voices so varied you will reel away drunk, your brain slipping on phrasing you wish you'd thought of yourself. The world in your ears and your ear to the world. Choose life. 
Choose word highs at midnight, driving home at 20 with your brain knocking at your skull. Choose life in lines that worm under your skin, aiming straight for the heart. Your bloodstream tingling, <laughs> not resting till midweek. Choose life. Choose listening and being heard. Choose recognising and stretching your understanding. Choose receiving and cradling another's pain to share the weight. Choose laughing at the absurdity of how, of now, of that, of everything shared and imagined. Choose a life that lives in moulded phrases and laid out lines of raging places and banging rhymes. Choose life that rocks you gently until the sucker punch has you hanging on to every syllable in its glove. Choose poetry. Choose words cut loose or decorated, flowing free or syncopated. Choose the muse that slips one past you when you thought the day was done. But choose it. Choose to live. Choose poetry. Um, That's because made it, me cry. Huh? That's made me cry. Oh, have you not? You've heard that one before? Have I? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, and because the because the other thing that we use poetry for is to protest. Mm -hmm. This is called "There Are 104 Potholes in the Avenue," and it's about the road where I live. Walking, I hug hedges to save my coat, my clothes, from the spray of a rainy day on the avenue. The bent, misshapen tree of her, pitted by a thousand trucks, the pavement shores a shale, scudding under my feet. Run to neglect, the road catches feet and children in watery pits. New tarmac, already rutted, rivers running through the cracks. Underground rivers slip past the last remaining cherry tree. Blossom scattering like a wedding abandoned due to rain. It fills urban rock pools showing strata of urban growth. It used to be considered an aspirational address until the splits broke open. What was shared was abused, but still they do not listen. There is no pride, only pity, and this city does not seem to care. In the rain they fill up hidden depths in this back street, back water. We could slip into potholes and they would never notice. Oh my god, that was great. Thank you. <sighs> um is Holly here? I feel like I don't think she is no. No? no. Okay. Christine? Did Christine go away? I'm here. I'm just doing one today. Um, and it's a poem that I wrote this morning. And it's in the style of Klaus Andersen. It's a Fedish Swedish, Swedish uh, language poet. After reading his poem, and this is a fantastic title, his poem, from about my future life as a garden lawn. <laughs> and he... He looks at how your name influences how you are. <laughs> um, and in my poem, I've looked at both the Christian names and the surname as different influences, and I've called it bifurcation of Wilhelm Bain. So bifurcation means being divided into two paths or boundaries, or two branches. 
Wilhelm is actually an old German name, which means um, resolute protector or strong-willed warrior. And Bane, as we know, means uh, a source of harm or ruin. So this is the bifurcation of Wilhelm Bane. Bane, a bleak omen. Bane, a foul darkness shaped by fear. Bane, soul killer roiled in filth. Bane, turbid death filled with pain. Bane, grim intent masked. Bane, a bottom feeder digging in dark dirt. Bane, despair and snare and tentacles scouring flesh. Bane, a horrid space empty. Bane, no redemption. Wilhelm, strong warrior in perpetual fight. Wilhelm laughing the loud and clarion voice. Wilhelm, brave and strong of heart. Wilhelm, filled with passion. Wilhelm, luminescent joy bright. Wilhelm, breather of life. That was great. Thank you so much, Christine. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, Stephanie, I didn't know whether you wanted to read. Do you want to read tonight? Did she go away? She's here, but maybe she's not listening. Okay. All right. So in that case, says, ha, ha, no is Marjorie here? <laughs> I am. Yeah, do you want to go? I just was sort of listening stretched out because I did a very strenuous yoga class just a little while ago and my body hurts. Um, let me see. Which ones haven't I? Red, and I'll pick one. That one, maybe two little ones. These two, I don't think I've read these. Is that good? And I'll put my, sure. but I will again go back to stretching out if you don't mind. My feet are really hurting me, <laughs> my ankles. Um, treasured hoarding in the an a land of plenty. I don't think I've read this. She snatch, snatches, snatched up an unused sugar packet and pop, pops, popped it into her purse. And then she says, said, I never use sugar, Hamas. Hamas is an, a way of saying never. Okay, and lost in Madrid. I'm take my object out of there. On my way home, I saw an elderly couple who looked lost. I asked, do you need help? He said, no, we're just discussing which way to go. So I started on my way. Then he added, we're discussing which way to go to La Puerta del Sol. That's only the center of Madrid. But anyway, I pointed it out. It was in sight. She said, I was right. He said, this time, but you're always wrong. They both thought, think, I'm right, I gotta be right, I want to be right. Am I right? Am I ever right? And there you go. <laughs> I love it that these two were not exactly about weird situations. Like, <laughs> go on your shoulder. 
So, um, okay, that's okay, Stephanie. Um, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I didn't want to not put you on the list in case. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, keeping on schedule, interestingly, uh, we are going to go to our co-host in San Francisco, Pam Benjamin, who is going right. to do some crazy, crazy poetry magic for us. What am I doing? <laughs> You're doing crazy poetry magic. You're gonna oh, do your oh. sonnet trick. I didn't bring. I didn't bring my typewriter. It was. It was too heavy. But I have. I was just gonna read three poems from this year that I'm pretty stoked. Oh, okay. On. Um, this first one uh, was published in Skirting Around. Yay! So I wanted to read that one because I don't think I've. I don't think I've read it here before. All right. It's called Man Suit. Uh, and trigger trigger warning, I guess. It's pretty it's it's pretty deeply feminist. Uh, I'm making a man suit. Bacon and bratwurst and barbecue tools weave and dangle. I can run a grill too. Fire and knives don't scare all little girls, but men bunch the paper and piss lighter fluid because a woman's place is in a bikini. I'm making a man suit. Chain mail cans I crushed after shotgunning jangle and drip. I can hold my whiskey too. You couldn't see I was drunk because men are allowed to drink and I am in costume. I'm making a man suit, beard and hat and three day ago shower make me invisible. I don't have to be pretty anymore and I can still get a date. Brushing teeth is for suckers, deodorant bourgeois. I'm making a man suit. Meaningless sex with non-people makes me important. Fuck them. They're just bitches. My heart encased by feeling good at the time. I erase all phone numbers because commitment is for queers. I'm making a man suit, but don't need your paper to do it. I don't need your alimony, palimony, plastic to tailor this fit. You cannot pay for my tits. I am more than just pussy, but you couldn't see me without my man suit on. Yay! So big ups, big thanks to to skirting around. Um, this was a poem I wrote last year. Uh, I would say right around this time, actually. Funny enough, and it's called emotional distancing, and it was published. I don't. It was somebody in. It was an online thing in Colorado or something. Uh, emotional distancing. Looking away is my only form of negotiation. No more terrorism. Exploding my own heart in some 80s TV movie. You are not the promised virgin, coquettishly waiting among 72 versions, DNA coded on a cloud, lounging, standing, wings aflutter. Six feet becomes a canyon. The secret is knowing the difference between butterflies and trash but you look like an angel when you sleep, such perfect lips, this youth. I wake in terror screaming. Two white ghosts reflect behind the screen. Objective versus subjective, they whisper, and I am suddenly afraid of the dark. Yay. I have one more. Um, where is it? I had it, and I think that I... I've um, one sec. Right. 
Yeah, I don't. I accidentally closed it, but then. Uh, I put. I put. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, poetry. Okay, it should come up. Submissions poetry because it was there a second ago. Here it is. All right, here it is. Here it is. This one's called I Wish I Was a Single Boy Again. I wish I was a single boy again. Chews the kitchen and begs the moon to drip morning dew. Hunts wild game in unharmonic expeditions of hands to ruin. No trouble in his grave. Every boy throws rocks in the morning. His poem is not a poem like sex. He drinks lays on her like dripping rum. He ruins like the barefoot sun, his expedition like graves of trouble, his hunt like shrunken rocks dystopic. He holds shoes, tiptoes to the exit. Okay, thanks everybody, yay! Yay, I'm so heartbroken. I hate boys. I love boys, I hate boys. Okay, right on. Generalissimo, do you want to close out the first set before the break? Sure, sure. I'm sorry, I didn't think I was going to be in the first set. Okay, thank you. Uh, let's see what I have for you. How much time do I have, Aaron? You have seven minutes. Oh, wow. Well, I'm not going to do that much. Okay, well, we'll take a break when you're done. Okay, great. Um, so I'll start with this piece about my Uncle Sam. Why Samuel Harris Papline is sent several woodpeckers to death by guillotine. My Uncle Sam's yard existed in the Tucson desert. One of his neighbors had a burrow that often hollered for no reason all, at all. Uncle Sam claimed it was the reincarnation of the late Minnie Pearl. Bobcats and roadrunners were visible through the sliding glass door past the stone-tiled patio from his tastefully furnished mid-century modern den. Bare mesquite trees looked like a living driftwood art installation. The proud saguaro cacti resembled an Alvin Ailey troop in mid-dance. When woodpeckers arrived as if they were hired by Hitchcock to peck the saguaros down to their skeletons, Uncle Sam called them cactus murderers and said they deserved the guillotine. How many decibels is a dropping pin? The sound of validation is often a simple sigh, a human-generated gentle breeze of satisfaction, a nice, quietish, self-induced pat on the back. Chicago. The car broke down halfway to Chicago. Winter wind was blowing. No snow was snowing, so I stuck out my thumb, not knowing what was to come. Took a magic carpet ride, opposite magic, and the Windy City wasn't quite as pretty as I thought it would be. I rode the road home fast and free. Through rain, snow, and sleep, my feet got soaked, but they always seemed to know how to find their way back to dry and clean. The car wasn't mine, so it must have been a sign that the sun don't shine for only me. After all, flowers gotta grow, wind will always blow, and people will sing songs no one else will know. Others will write poems no one else will read. Some poems will never find their way to paper, lost in thought streams of poets treading water through their thoughts. Some say a poem is just a poem, a song is just a song. The world is what it is, and life just goes on and on. 
but every thought may be a poem and every poem on a page can be read by a million different people a million different ways and every poem may be a song that can be sung by a million different people a million different ways. Dreams happen when we sleep, even happen when we're awake. The daytime sun always shines when somewhere else the moon and tides align. I'm always swimming through my thoughts because they get tangled in the air I breathe. This is why when life starts making sense, my senses take their leave. I believe the car was a metaphor without a meaning. And every poem I think up is an open door I can choose to close or just walk through. After all, flowers gotta grow and wind will always blow. But a poem is never a, just a poem. A song is never just a song. And Chicago will always be Chicago. Pray tell, who is the dandiest lion of them all? This is the time of year. Lawns of green grass fear, when bright yellow dandelions spring from the ground and appear. They have yet to transform their petals into fine feathers, to be disappeared by human breath or windy weather. Their leaves have yet to produce salad greens, but their flowers can be used in rice and stews to dye such food sunshine-colored hues. They can be tossed raw into chicken, potato, and pasta salads for pops of color and texture added. They can be used for sweet floral wine, which is always worth the wait of the fermentation time. Or they can be left alone to paint yellow polka dots in the grass and grow long leaves for summer salads to nurture our bodies and minds as we sip on early spring dandelion wine. The Futility Room. I spend so much time waiting. The time I don't spend waiting seems futile. The art of agreeing to not disagree. I might agree with something I don't fully understand as long as I can understand that what I'm agreeing with isn't disagreeable. And finally, the, the pinnacle of knowledge. If I knew anything worth knowing, I would know what I knew was truly worth knowing. Thank you very much. And thank you, Aaron, for allowing me to take up this time of everybody else. You're welcome, darling. Oh, can I make an announcement about what's gonna happen on Sunday? Yeah. What's going to happen on Sunday? Well, as part of the wonderful Still at Home Fringe Fest, me and the two wonderfully great poets, Dane Entz and Mr. Michael Sindler, are putting together a little show we call, I can't even, <laughs> I have to read the, it's the Beardo Bards of the Bardo. And uh, I'm going to put all the information in the chat about the time. <laughs> Say that again? It's I the bearded bards of the bardo. There is no such thing as the road not taken. That is correct. <laughs> so uh, so uh, everyone is welcome to come. It is free. There is an Eventbrite link to, to sign up for it. And of course, it will be moderated by the wonderful, sexy Aaron Gannon uh, of, of Glasgow and San Francisco both. So. I will put that info in the chat. Thank you. Cool. All right. Um, I can put the info in the chat too, depending. I mean, just we'll see who gets there first. Um, so we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, just to warn everybody, AJ and I are going to do um, a dramatic poem that I wrote about a girl on a motorcycle journey with music by this gentleman in a band called Drunken Prayer, Morgan Gear, and a guy from a band called The Hanson Family. 
that they composed specifically for the poem. And it's a little bit long, so just like, you know, be prepared for that. It's not a little bit long, it's like a half an hour. So just be prepared. It's cool though. Um, and yeah, so we'll take a break and we'll meet back at 10, or sorry, not 10.02. <laughs> not, <laughs> not You're listening to mutinyradio.fm.sf. This is the Choose Poetry, Choose Life reading. We're going to take a little break. I'm going to unplug everybody and then we will be right back here on Mutiny Radio. I'm going to play a little um, Bug House Square in the interim just because I just love that show so much and his his show last night was so good. Hey, is that my mail person? Yay! We love our mail carriers. Yay! I was just wondering if it was maybe them. I, my heart is in my, like, I, I, every second I can I think someone's going to walk in the door. <laughs> and it's, I'm going to have to write a poem about that. Are you going to walk in the door right now? I got it. It's the crazy things I do in my head. I made it all up. Everything. I've, I've lost the plot, everyone. Uh, since we are listening to Mutiny Radio right now, I will let you know that tonight there is a show at Asiento on the corner of 21st and Bryant half a block from the station here. Really, really fantastic lineup tonight. Josh Holub, Franco Tavini, John Alcabez, uh, Wyatt Frigato, and his younger brother, Luke, the 12-year-old phenom. And we have headliner Arturo Ragoza Jr., so that's exciting. Also, Daniel Lewis, incredibly, incredibly funny guy, great writer. People always say that to him, and it's like, what, what, is he not funny? He's fucking funny, he's hilarious. All dudes on the show tonight except for me, but I get to do that because I'm a girl, so it can't ever be an all-dude lineup. Because contrary to popular belief, I'm not a dude. Maybe I'm a dude. Uh, I identify as dude. That's fine. A lot of the comedians uh, say, oh, you know, you, you're just one, you're a, one of the guys. That's why, you know, you're not like a lady or whatever. Say I give off a serious mom vibe. Uh, I say, what about a stepmom vibe? Because I've seen what y'all... Or watching on those porns. All right, Bughouse Square is downloaded. I'm going to play it for you. And we'll be right back in about seven minutes with Choose Poetry, Choose Life here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. I'm going to post in the middle of this for us.
listener. We're back. We're back with CPCL here. Mutiny Radio, .fm and .sf. Uh, all the way from Glasgow and Edinburgh. There's, we're, all, we're all around. We're all around the world here. Yay. I had a chance at doing this. Hey, sorry. Hi. Um. <laughs> Are you okay, sweetie? Hmm? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just... Uh... No, that's all right. Had you go Betty Davis yourself? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this is a sort of mini epic poem, dramatic poem that I wrote called The Adventures of Cougar and Runaway Lady. And um, basically, AJ and I are going to perform it for you now. Um, <sighs> And I am going to play the music on my phone in the background to avoid the various issues that we were having before. Cougar watches the road. Cougar can tell she knows Interstate 40, this runaway lady. It's a dazzle of dust, a mangled blood crumble Route 66. This desert's crown is a dusty noose no one's head can carry. In Tehachapi, her speed made all the cagers angry. Drive blinded, stiff-backed, jogging into gales. Those boys hate biker chicks. Cougar thinks, you know Interstate 40, runaway lady. Hungry, half-beaten, shaking wind from Albuquerque. The highway holds outlaw massacres. Native legends all turning tricks. This desert's crown is a dusty noose no one's head can and carry. Cougar welcomes runaway lady. You know the Interstate 40. And the dirt welcomes her. It is the old Route 66, and because you are... The firmament arches over her. Shithouse proud in the deepest way. Warm and steadfast in Ragtown. Satisfied to feel the ancient humming. There are six shooters. Rising from the earth, alive in New Mexico. Siding they will squint through dust. You did it. Does she hear her name ring out? You did it. The gloat warms your belly. You got away. Cougar's name rings out. Cougar. Cougar monitors the situation at the gas station. Methamphetamine is not your fault. 
Cougar had a wild daughter, ran long. The rotting teeth are unattractive. Now this girl, on her metal horse. Even to you. You pull the bike. The woman alone. Into the gas station. You cannot tell. Where are her people? Whether it's open? You have not. Her smell is distant and sweet. Stop singing since Tonopah. They won't hear her. You keep having to tell yourself. She's already giving. That methamphetamine is not your fault. Too much away. What are you singing? She is foolhardy. You fill up anyways. Cougar will try to protect her. Cougar encourages a robbery. The pumps are too old. Cougar lingers at the metal horse. For credit card transactions. She sees a heart has twined many. You fill the tank. Strings and visions to the machine. Stroll to the whistling. Running, crying, laughing, staying. At board building. Always singing, always singing. You don't take your helmet off. This one is alive. Your entrance kicks up the dust. Cougar's tail wraps through the wheels. It dances in the sunshine. Spokes swish swishing, she can wait. And it bores the daylights. To spray the tailpipes till they are cool. Out of anyone who enters. Marking it for direction and protection. There are two men half asleep. Cougar overtakes her easily. In the station, a man with the pores. Through the creaking door in this sad shop. Of W.C. Fields sits next to the counter. With the rusty bow, the bill is 1364. Reading the newspaper. Cougar knows these men. This one, he takes no notice, waits for someone like Runaway Lady. Younger man, unsightly. This one waits for anything. From weather and drugs. But would prefer nothing. You swing your wallet. Cougar lifts her front paws to the counter. At the end of its chain. And executes a great yawn tongue. Up to the counter. It is the done thing. Nothing but a hawker for the fangs. I think I'm on pump one. Can I get some marble? <laughs> to swirl the air, the molecules dance. Cougar smells stale urine perfume, man. And you know everyone can feel it. Man and their perfume, oh, they are. But they do not look. They do not answer. Sweating from heat, hormones, porn mags. Excuse me. Hello. I think I'm on pump one. Cougar hears the blade of impatience. I'd like to buy some cigarettes. 
the snapped synapses in a coward's brain. Excuse me. Well, I think I'm... Cougar reaches out again. Miha, that stankified dust you're breathing comes from an alternate universe. These fools exist in a separate womb. I'm on pump one, and I need some goddamn... In an angry, amniotic fluid bubble, Cougar places her paw on Runaway Lady's hand. They both feel texture, pressure, slight and soft. Smokes! That's your job, isn't it? Fuck out of here. Fuck these two assholes. Just fuck these two assholes. <laughs> the Queen of the Lizard Lounge. If you owned a bar, you would so paint your picture. Cougar bounds through the door as Runaway Lady opens it. On the wall opposite where everyone entered. It's you, baby. Yeah, I know. Sorry, it's... It's okay. <laughs> Cougar has been in the Lizard Lounge before, and she smiles. Replete with evil, slithering, an ex-groupie. The bitch living here put a painting of herself in the You're positive, and who wouldn't buy a shithouse bar? Fifty-year-old woman. Unnaturally red hair, blonde streaks. In a shithole town, and then sit and wait. Down to her hourglass ass, covered in green scales, a massive tail. And who was to know that meth would destroy? Twisting behind her, erecting itself amongst reptilian barked trees. Everything. You contemplate this unusual proclamation. Queening over the night in the painting and presumably the bar. You look for a ring that might be kissed, a declaration of queendom. On her face, her wrinkles so visible as to have been painted intentionally. Her thin, screwed-up smile stiffens your veins. So smug, smug, smug. Cougar knows there is no fun. And her glowing blue eyeshadow doesn't match her scales. At the Lizard Lounge when its queen is about. There are so many ghosts in here. You think all... Cougar remembers the people she trapped into the walls by painting them into... The tables are busy, but silent. Painted ghosts in the walls. Booths as customers in happy poses. A glass of wine half-lifted here. Damned if she doesn't look like she is the only fish. Half a pile of mashed potatoes on a plate there, and always big steaks. In a dried-up pond, and the happier for it. 
on their way to the Grand Canyon, her smiling Cracker Barrel friends. But that is just the beginning. She is jealous of her subjects as they succumb to her misery. Because the cactus soup was fabulous. Trouble brews, cougar waits. As to be expected, the waitress is so keen. Cougar only watches people snort lines. That you liked the cactus soup. She and thinks she come. I'm sorry. And, and she can't help it if that's what. She thinks you should come. People come here for. Runaway lady is. To some party they are having. Not the sort who refuses anything. After the show tonight. But where? Cougar has a feeling the night might. <coughs> should you crash? Be a long one. What with the cactus soup? It's all good and fine to shine. Now the waitresses are making. The Maybelline her way. Mischief. They have no intention. You see her scheming, but you cannot intuit. Of inviting some strange biker chick. This. She points out the window. Out on the town, except to drag her down. Cougar knows that not far down that line, they'll expose themselves as screaming in their own... To a hotel attached to the restaurant? Special brand of bitchery. The powwow in? Seem friendly, but they are two-faced puttas. Cougar knows this from living. Excellente. There. Ring around to come carry. Ashes, ashes, we all the line. You don't bother moving your bike, and it's a good thing. Have you lost your man? It looks closed, the door's locked, all the glass. Or oh, children, you might tell them. Is mirrored, and the sky so heavily trafficked with clouds. Good to have a sympathetic story. All you can see in them is the sun and yourself. Eyes puffy. Words get around about everything. Face red, smile lines deep from the helmet. And words do not get buried or blow away. Mushing your face together. No cars drive by. Words we don't use every day hide between. Is your helmet on the cracked sidewalk? Cracks in the pavement and in other dimensions. Visor your hands to the glass. There are people. My mother taught me to use them with care. Inside, moving, you knock, you yell, you are loud. Yeah. You feel foolish and embarrassed, denied, erased. Yeah. Your shouted hellos sway in the air around your head. Don't you see? They don't have the words. The dry desert wind does not whip them away. For you behind those doors. 
back in the lizard lounge. Circling around the wives that have been. You seek out your scheming waitress. Planted or stuck here is tiresome. Their spirals. Unsure whether the entire exercise. Make them numb, eventually immobile. The routines. Was like a deliberate humiliation. The painted. Speed cannot cure such desperation. People continue eating and drinking. You. Travelers come through and they weave webs. Think you hear chatter now and see. Psychic speed traps. Do you have a bench warrant? Lizard queen scales grow a glistening. They will throw you in jail or your kindness. Whispering as Matilda, the waitress, she says, as you stifle a cackle. Weakness, ticketable offense to the living dead. Tells you that the party will be at the Palomino Hotel. These humans do not want you. In a room there. You know this means that. To treat them like humans, it hurts, you know? Most likely, meth heads are involved. They are starving. You break bread with them. But you like the horse reference, so you mount. At your own peril. It is not a logic thing. Your steed, and you hope you make it before. It is the nonsense of the slowly being painted. Cactus soup really kicks in. Go to the motel. You will see me there. Lucid, waking, dreaming means visions. You expect there will be warmish Tecate. You also expect several shirtless, tatted up boys in wife beaters who will almost be cocky enough to ask if they can ride the bike. One alpha male who may or wait, who may or may not have served overseas and is quiet watches you knowingly. You will end up in a corner with him, philosophizing. He will be Lizard Queen's ex or current lover. You don't know why you are bothering, except you're tripping now and would really rather avoid the paranoia. This entire thought process makes you laugh, but it doesn't matter because the doors open at the motel and the cleaning cart looks abandoned. As you stand in the doorway, helmet in hand, you know you've been had. You should be relieved, but feel violated. Despair, alienation. You are not invited to the party you weren't even sure you wanted to go to. But why the chicanery? It's a backhanded attack, surely. It's either swords. Hugo waits across the street. Drawn behind or no one even sees you? You are being. Bathing, light, dying. Told to go die in the pasture. There is a park. Good teachers always know. Across the street. It seems like an excellent place to cry. When the student will heed. Excellente. 
That soup was fabulous. No morning. Bitch Goddess Lilith and Stevie Nicks's eyeshadow. You are marked once a man beats you. Uga lays down beside Runaway Lady. You sob into the dirt and dry brush. He closes her own eyes. The pain simmers. Your guts twist, eyeballs pushing out of your eyelids. Between them generates a metallic Though you want to curl up into a ball. Purple armor she feels as the girl stretches. You decide to splay yourself out, arms and legs. Her limbs feel how the pain is dissolving. Wide as possible. If they come for you. Crow's pellet to a poison in. They can fucking come, whosoever they may be. Her bloodstream like the cactus poison. You laugh at this melodrama through the tears. It is thicker than her blood. But you know you are making the right decision. Her sluggish. It overtakes her brain. The giggling feels good, but very, very angry. Spinning in its clarity. Miha. Your blood is medicine now. Fill your lungs. You cannot take too deep a breath, nor too long an exhale. Fill yourself. There is an energy that is not yours. She reaches her paw out once more. Its pads. You have felt its touch before, and you do now. Lay softly in her splayed palm. I need help. I am your friend. I'm kind of tripping. You are also in pain. This is another drug. You're right, except it feels more like anger now. It's best to let it ride. You know this, and not to fight it, but you are so angry you are glowing. It's mixing with me, and it's making a dome around us. You should look at it. It's pretty damn cool. Wow. It looks like Stevie Nicks' eyeshadow. Yes, yes, it does. You reach up and your fingers graze through the gentle haze with a feathery resistance. That is our medicine mixing. Who are you? About either of our intention. You were at the gas station and the restaurant. I was there. You needed a friend. What is wrong with this town? They're painted on. That drug turns people into fucking cartoons. They warp themselves to the walls or mangle themselves into bushes to get away. I am marked with a scarlet A for abuse. You are alive, so they cannot see you. Everyone can tell. The men think is not the first time for you. I am fair game for more of the same. Nor is it about you. And the women think themselves superior. Women who generate light bring 
Either way, I have to resign myself. Exposure to all that no one wishes to see. A lifetime of threats and condescending orders. It is a matter of keeping secrets. And ignorant advice. I scared people before. You are alive. You are alive. You are alive. I really scare them now. 1,000 years ago, they would have killed you. You feel the earth breathing and the dome. Cougar reveals herself. Of the sky is close, some stars nearer than others. And begins to purr softly. The tears burn, but they feel good. You open your eyes. You know you must feel the pain. And slowly focus to see your new friend. I am feeling it now with you. We are using it. A beautiful cougar. Her eyes full of, her ears full of fluffy white fur. Can you feel how I use it? Remember this. A cheeky pink nose and whiskers vibrating with her purr. Remember Stevie Nicks' eyeshadow. You reach for her and she moves her head closer. We'll help protect you and read people. She is soft, leans into your touch. You can keep your heart as you have it. This makes you cry harder as you have not had. You have worked so hard. Such affectionate contact. To keep it bright and full and brave. With another being in years. You don't need to die. You stare at the stars through tears and Stevie Nicks's eyeshadow. You see Lilith. Yes, bitch goddess Lilith ran off into the woods. Mia, yes, we are here to be kind. Wild, virgin, uncontrolled. There is no original sin. And help, and most people will want. And I am only one of many outsiders. More than you can give them and they will hate you. That have come before. But you're not Jesus. You are Lilith, as am I. And we are allowed to choose who we save. She is rising now in the sky. And we answer only to ourselves. We answer only to ourselves. Cougar flexes her claws. The dude came into your consciousness somewhere around Bakersfield, of course. He was in the karaoke bar when you sang Emmy lose two more bottles of wine. He was two bar stools down from you, but didn't once look. Though the bar was rather empty, you'd seen him in his red pickup truck for gas stations for 1,000 miles. You even stayed at the same motel in Ash Fork, Arizona. He made no comment as you autographed your band's CD for the owner during checkout. Standing in the same parking lot, smoking cigarettes, you saw only a hairy eyeball that quickly looked away when you turned your face towards him. If you overtook him on the road he made, 
damn sure that didn't last very long. Within seconds, he'd be riding up your ass instead of just passing to let you know you were not going fast enough for him. A girl on a motorcycle is a challenge to the masculinity of many a man, but especially the men in red pickup trucks. And now, here he is, casting a shadow over you in the morning sun. You are chilly, but have been made languid by glorious dreams involving some faceless future lover, gallant and kissing, excellente. You roll over and you cannot see your new friend. Uga had been awake. But you feel her presence, baited. You think you can sense her. And watch the dude. Ale twitching? Annoyed? Which it appears the dude is as well. Circling runaway lady's motorcycle, he even... Why are you sleeping on the ground like a bum? He spits at you. Rip the handlebars and... I thought you were some kind of big shot rock star. Worked the gear shift levers. You are not sure what you're supposed to say to this, you know? He was surprised he didn't. Freeze, flight, fawn, or flight. And you're not about to fawn. And Sit fight- on it, but he did shift it around. And fighting gives the statements more merit than they deserve. To test its weight. Total annual. There's no time for it in any case. He stomps off, gets in his truck, backs it into the bike, and topples it over. He peels out of the parking lot like he'd done one hell of a mic drop. You run to your baby and lift it up. There doesn't appear. Mija, that will not stand. I will. To be anything wrong, but you are beyond livid. Did that? Follow him. Make sure everything works. It just happened? You collect your helmet and jacket. Hugo knows where the dude. Put the key in the ignition. He starts up, engine rumbles. Is going, nothing in town happens that. You leave it on while you light a smoke. She doesn't know about, sure enough. To harm yourself through the anger. He pulls into the lizard lounge parking lot. You feel Cougar return. Follow me. As you ride up to the residence of your tormentors, you wonder, what the hell is he doing here? Does he know these idiot women? Was he part of these idiotic schemes? Does he live here? Did he tell them about you and how you think too much of yourself and need a bit of a come down? What the hell is his connection? You stop your spinning. What the hell is his problem? Doesn't matter what he is doing here or who he is. You have a hunting knife. Wait, how do you know that? I mean, I do. The saddlebags. Pop that fucker's tires. Do you really think I should? I kind of want to. I'm gonna make sure no one follows you. What an asshole. Fuck this guy. Stab his tires. Chingado. Cougar watches the road reprise. Cougar sends a burst towards Interstate 40, where runaway lady rolls down away like water, sparkles, laughs, rubber hits the road. 
This desert's crown is a dusty noose. To come carry wanted runaway lady, quiet, bent, and sold. Who just says, remember me on those yellow lines, runaway lady. Lilith rises and sets every night. Pray, remind yourself to be free. Conjure your dusty purple shadow. Use the knowledge I bestow. This desert's crown is a dusty noose. No, no one's head should carry. <laughs> that was it. That was our performance. <laughs> 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 Yay, that was so awesome. I'm so, I'm so in. That was so, that was so rad. Wow, because that was a long time. <laughs> that was amazing. Did it take <laughs> that was seriously amazing. <laughs> That's what we tried. We've done pieces of it. We tried to do it at a thing and then we got cut off after five minutes. So now we can. <laughs> that, Hi, was, that was amazing. I mean. I'm totally blown away. It was like a play, but it was a poem. It was epic. The music was trippy. The background stuff, all the drug stuff. It was fucking phenomenal. That was great. Okay. So, yeah. So, we're going to take like a four, let's say a four-minute break so everybody can like kind of blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to have Jamie McCormick. I'll be right back. I'm going to turn my camera off, y'all, and mute myself. Okay. Yeah. And we will be right back here. Mutiny Radio. We're going to unplug the group and uh, play, play a little music. So. All right. Some kind of way out of here Said a joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get no relief Businessman there Drink my wine Plowman dig my earth None will level on the mine Nobody to get it 
Like it's basically what the sub of which Bart is too and lived through with me. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I hadn't heard it at all. I heard none of it before. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, this is amazing, but is it also just about not being invited to Thanksgiving at Taylor's house? <laughs> like that. I'm like, that, that was shit, anyways. But. <laughs> Invited to Thanksgiving at his house. Well, I did. Yeah, yeah. You think it goes. <laughs> yeah, so it's so funny because you've never actually heard any of it, huh, Bart? That's so weird. No, I hadn't, so I was like, I was amazing. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's about Queen. A little bit, yeah. That's cool that you could do that, though. That's, that's dope. <laughs> that you were like, screw them. Because I wanted to do that all year. I wanted it to be like, like when Stephen was like, "This is not what we do at the Shame Senior Center." I wanted to write a poem like, "Not what they do at the Shame Senior Center." Like, <laughs> I, I really could have, like, but like I, you for some reason, I didn't. I, sh- I would have been in trouble. But like, yeah. Bart and I were at the Shame Senior Center together, and we had some time. <laughs> it, the thing, Aaron, that the- you're making me want to smoke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that it. I think that it worked. It worked really well with Zoom, but I—I I mean, I can't. I was trying to imagine what it would be like in real life, like on a stage, like live. Right. I was, oh, yeah. It, so it was, it was kind of a, a strange experience because I was watching it on Zoom, but I'm listening to it, and I kept thinking in my head, like, what? I was thinking about like the lighting and where you'd be standing, and I loved the lighting on AJ with the, with the the trippiness, and uh, I was mm. just, I just just kept imagining it. In, in, as a theatrical performance, it's so fun. It's so great. I obviously like totally thought it was going to be something that we would that it would eventually be staged live, but then the plague happened. Mm. <laughs> you can you can still do it though. I don't know. You can you can like get together in like an empty theater yeah. and then stream it or something. Yeah. That 
That would See, actually that's... be pretty cool. I think that would be quite atmospheric as well. Yeah, it looks nice, yeah. I mean, like, because you'd have the echoey-ness-ness-ness-ness. Yeah. And that would actually, the, the, the deserted. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Ah, you see? Get on that bike, Aaron. And if you could, and if we could also, if we could get, like, a tech, then we'd, we'd be able to get the background pictures flawlessly and not completely fuck it up about halfway through like I did when I realized I didn't have, have one up. <laughs> and fired around like I didn't know that was purposeful. I liked that it was in your Zoom. house. I thought that was cool. I thought that was I was like, okay, now the drugs kicked in. That's when the background sort of <laughs> I thought it was all I thought it was completely purposeful that like yeah. <laughs> that there was this It, it kind of worked out that way. Yeah. yeah it was great. And then it's suddenly, actually, oh now we're on drugs. Yeah. It's good. It's great. It was cool. <laughs> it actually did work out that way. But no, like, and I mean, or like, I mean, like, they uh, because my secondary, my secondary supervisor is is the is in the theater department, so like, I I I have access to the theater, like, so we could ostensibly do it in the Glasgow Student Theater and like, film it and it, put it on the channel, and then it'll be perfect for the CPCL channel, for Edinburgh. Yeah, because then you that's a, then you have a thirty minute thing for your. For for that, that would be sweet. Right. Okay. So on that note, we are going to go to our showstopper, which is J.B. McCormick. I'm spotlighting you, baby. Hiya. Take it away. <laughs> okay. Can everybody hear me? Okay. I'm coming through the microphone, okay? Through the keyboard. <laughs> yeah? Okay, because I'm about to uh, swap my uh, headphones over, so I won't be able to hear anything you're saying. So if you're complaining about me, I'll be completely oblivious, which is nice. There we go. Right, this one is called uh, Mass. Mm. 